Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All I'm saying is, man, what happened to hip hop? You know what I'm saying? We need to get back to the way it was before. We used to ride then. We need to bring that back. Let's get back to the 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 Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. I remember back then when hip-hop was straight from the soul Now we don't trade it in our history for diamonds and gold 20-inch rims that spins, girls sliding our poles Slipping coke cause she's convinced that it's good for her soul Back in the days it was the bubble pants and all black shades Salt and pepper mixed with heavy G and high top fades Back then, beef was handled on stage with the crew They hit the box and gave you seconds just to show what you do It's called Let's get back to Let's get back to Let's get back to here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Now seasons change and everything that smell ain't right. Innocent kids done hustlers and thugs overnight. The crime rate high, we threat so we stay in the trap. We hustle in traps, ability to speak through our raps. Now I'm convinced, good's intended, but the media's wicked. They take the violence that surrounds us trying to prove that we cricket. But if we all stood up and took control of our own, then they have to find something else to pin the blame on instead of here. Let's get back to here. Let's get back to here. Let's get back to here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. I've been through the storms and I fought off the snakes From the first apple pulled from the tree that we ate The first sin was the 13th day when life changed Ever since then we bust in the air So let it rain, I try to reach more The more I reach, the more dies Like they're trying to take each soul that I touch From hell's fire, from drug dealing The gutter living, show me a way There's gotta be a better strategy for us to get paid We need here, Let's get back to here, Let's get back to here. Let's get back to here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Can't live without here. That's why we need here. Hey. Yeah, let's get back to hip hop. Back when people was rocking shell toe Adidas with no lace. You know what I'm saying? Clock around their neck, flavor flavor. You know what I'm talking about? Back when the music ain't do nothing to the tune. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back to hip hop. Back when it was cool. Back when they ain't do no harm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Big deal in here. They ain't ready for it. Hey. Welcome to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. This is the official radio broadcast of the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and Expo. Faith is your host for this moment in time, and we are now at episode 16. So without any further ado, I will bring on for you Faith Moore McKinney. Taylor. Good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. I'm so happy that you have decided 
You've chosen to join us tonight. I want to thank our producer, Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. How are you tonight? I don't know if she's still on. I hope she is, but uh, it's been a while since I've talked to her. Uh, and I'm so happy that you are joining us. Are, are you there, Jacqueline? Yes, uh, I nope. am. Yes, I am. You here. are. Okay. How, thank you so much. I'm so glad to, to talk to you. It's been a few weeks, and I'm glad to be back on the air with you. And I know we have some amazing guests tonight. We have two fantastic podcasters, and I cannot wait to speak with them tonight. First, we have. Yes, we uh, have. Yeah, and you know what? I forgot to, to uh, introduce our song. Our song was Back to Hip Hop by Soul the One. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. We opened up with him. <laughs> yeah, that was a good song, we... Hip Hop. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, thank you. So, so, Jacqueline, before we get to our guests, I want to know, you know, is there anything new? Are there any more announcements from – um, the uh, Black Economic and Entrepreneur Development Conference and Expo, anything going on um, that we should know about? Yes, well, we're working on partnerships. This is the year of partnerships, and we'll be manifesting the full conference in 2018. But right now we're working on partnerships, and um, we're working, one, with Black Trade Lines, Black Trade Circle. Um, and we're calling on, you know, um, all of our guests and all the partners to really make this thing happen. And one of the first things we want to focus on, again, is for 2017, is the Shop 96 Hours. We want to get started early. So I'm implementing um, a series that I've done about, um, this will be the fourth season. It's called Christmas in July um, Business Series, Playing the Profit. But we're going to prepare in May. So the first Wednesday in May, which is May 3rd, we're going to kick it off with anyone that, um, any of our partners, and along with Black Trade Lines, we're going to kick off the show, Businesses, Get Your Holiday Campaigns in Order. So we're going to kick that off in May so that when July comes, that Christmas in July, that's not for us to go shopping. That's for businesses to already have their Christmas plans and campaigns ready. People, you know, earlier and earlier people get ready for the holidays. They get all of this compared to shopping because they can go online and look at this rate, look at that rate, what are the trends, what's going to be high. They get to have all that research. So we have to be ahead of that. So most people begin their holiday shopping by September. So if September they're starting it online, and if you're just getting your campaigns out in October, November, you've left a lot of money on the table. So mm -hmm. that is what we're going to begin to get our businesses in order, and that's why our guests tonight are so imperative. I was blessed with um, Marcy Johnson. He left us a note on the page to say he was interviewing Jay Jones. So I listened to their interview, and it was phenomenal. I mean, like, you know, people on the money, they're about doing things, getting it done, and giving real, realistic advice, you know, not pie in the sky or dream this, dream that, go get along with, you know, just all of these, you know, sayings people like That's to put out that. there without, mm -hmm. yeah, putting anything, concrete steps below it to help people mm -hmm. actually realize it. And that um, was a great so interview. That was, that was a great interview. I listened to it twice, yeah. as a matter of fact. So I can't <laughs> wait to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, so that's the main thing. We're going to be kicking off our, in a sense, Christmas in July series in May. And we're going to, um, May 3rd is already scheduled. But then I also want to bring back the an artist edition, which I do every year at the end of May. And then we'll come back with um, more. Um, shows in actually in July, but we want, you know, ours is always about the call to do getting things done. So as we introduce various people, we're going to be bringing on, oh, that's the other thing is the Kansas alert system. That is actually going to be our next, um, that'll actually be our next um, show after this show, but Callie Bakers, and you can go to CallieBakers.com a group of young men, these young, they doing it. 
because they already got tech. Like they walk out coding. I think they come out the the belly coding. I think they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so they develop an app and great websites, and they already got a following. They get you know fifty thousand people following them on Instagram in a heartbeat, and they don't think that's nothing. But um, hey. but this young man actually developed a Candace alert system which is an emergency alert system for black folk, you know, after the whole thing about the D.C. missing girls. They actually put mm-hmm. something in, and they have pe- boots on the ground, people volunteering in each city, and they're just doing a series of calls to actually structure this alert system. They had a technology to back them. Um, black trade lines is backing them with the technology, and but Callie Baker is is um they're leading the movement, so they have many people, and so we're gonna have him talk about that and really encourage people to get aboard. This is a way for us to service ourselves, and it's not just about missing people. They also want to be able when people are hungry, and then they want to um teach them, you know, basically in suicide. You know, suicide mm-hmm. seems to be a really big issue. So they actually want to create an emergency alert system and, you know, give people resources and all when you're actually in need. And we get other boots on the ground helping authorities. It's not separate from, but, you know, when a call goes out that a person is missing that day, we have boots on the ground in every city really helping to make that happen. Places people can call if they're dealing with suicide. Yeah, and as well as when people are hungry, need food. So that is a um, wonderful thing. Yes. <laughs> well, so, you know, I'm that like, is wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, so, well, thank you so much. And, and before you bring the live, we're going to get started. Sure, go ahead. Yes. Um, like you said, Christmas in July, we're going to actually kick that off in May so that by July we can have our campaigns in order and then we can, like, kind of go over the each other campaigns and tweak them and make sure, you know, look what possible collaborations and all are possible. But there are just a few things you want to, you know, get in order. You want to research and see what are the trends for the year. Um, what about inventory? You know, don't focus on everything. You know, what are you going to focus on? What are your inventory? And then your suppliers and all, they have their own deadlines. You need to know what are your supply chain deadlines and you know, what other opportunities are coming in with the Amazon? Every year there's something new. You know, are you online? You're doing foot traffic. People have events. You know, you just kind of have to decide what you're going to focus and all on. And then we come together in July when people have that, those core things together and their core needs that they need to be doing. E-commerce need to get a robust, um, you know, system behind them as far as, you know, your um, your technical systems to make sure that they're in order. That's when, you know, we can come together, network, and actually help each other out. And I'm really hoping that we, at this point, get the directories in order. Because mm. our directories yeah, need directory. to be tight. You know, the yeah, shop 96 hours, we directly want to the directories. Yeah, we have to local, That's but right. there are a lot of directories. Black Trade Line is a great directory. There's a lot of them, but of course, the people on the ground. But those directories need to be tight. We need to make sure that all of our directories are tight and um, so that we can really, you know, push to them when it comes for the 96 hours. So um, that is our focus for this year, and uh, we'll be, you know, beyond talk, we're going to be going to be bringing the people on, and we're going to be giving everybody action items. And so that's our lookout for 2017. So if you could if you could (laughs) narrow down a simple action item for people to uh, to chew upon for this at least this month in preparation for. Um, shot 96 hours, what would it be? Something really simple. For To be in preparation for 96 hours. Um, no, no, right. it's simple, you but know, the, people it's who, like to say, yeah, if they're not, if they're we not have to get our technically. Camp, we have to get our, our, what you have to do, your goal is simply to get your holiday campaigns, your holiday plans in order. 
So that is going okay. to be your goal. I mean, it's a few things are there, but the goal is to get your holiday plans in order. What do you need to have in place so when the people are ready to buy, they're willing to shop from you? All right. That's simple yeah. enough and, and straight to the point. Yeah. And then um, the gentlemen tonight are going to give real advice. You know, because that's the overall, but they're going to give you real business advice that you're going to be able to apply in developing your plan. So before you bring them on, Faith, and I'm getting ready to go back to the board, what I uh, mm-hmm. really would like for you to just take a moment and just just take like three minutes and share about you. You've been written up in articles. I mean, you do some phenomenal things. So, you know, just share that Thank real quick you. with our audience before you bring the guests on. <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Yeah, this week, um, well, this past week, I was uh, a guest blogger on uh, Mark Schaefer, who was one of the top marketers in the world. Um, I was a guest blogger on his very popular blog, Grow. And one of the things that I love to do, or I encourage other people to do who are building up their credibility, because I, what I do is I'm the author of Schmingling, which is the art of being well-connected through blatant self-promotion. So I teach people how to get known, how to um, position themselves as, as experts. And so what I do is share with others, you know, whenever you're endorsed, whenever you can get an endorsement either written or implied, you know, exploit that. Put that out there. You share it with everybody. And that's one thing that I got to, uh, that I was, uh, had the opportunity to do was a uh, guest blog. I had connected with Mr. Schaefer uh, last uh, Easter Sunday, and I shared with him that I had listened to his uh, a blog, uh, I'm sorry, a podcast that he was on. And I said, man, that really resonated with me. And so I sent him an email about um, how his book or how his um, position on on uh, positioning resonated with me, and I, he said, "Wow, you know, I looked you up, which everybody will do. People will look you up and um, you know make sure that you are who you are." And he said, "You are the real thing. You're you're great." And so I was floored. I said, "Wow, that's great." And then I texted him back. I said, "Hey, can I uh, use that quote?" <laughs> Can I use that quote as an endorsement? He said, sure. And uh, he also said, people really need to hear your story. People need to know um, your story. And you can read it on on his um, website on uh, Mark Schaefer. Uh, Row is his, it's, uh, here, let me see if I can pull it up, markschaefer.com or Mark Schaefer, it's spelled S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And, um, yeah, I, from a janitor to now a producer of a television show um, here in Indianapolis, and all that by uh, just being known, you know, getting known, becoming known. And, you know, doors open for you when you're known. People don't ask you to get on podcasts unless you're known. People don't ask you to speak unless you're known. People don't offer you jobs and opportunities unless you're known for that. So it's so important to be known, especially nowadays with, you know, social media and we have a lot of noise going on. You have to be the obvious choice. And, and so I was so honored to um, share my story on this podcast. And I'm going to share it again on my website and on, um, if we can put it on the, the uh, uh, website or the Facebook page, I would love that. But, yeah, I'll share that. And, and it was – I've gotten such good feedback. I mean, dozens of people have um, tweeted and retweeted and shared and emailed me even um, about how inspired they were from the story. And, you know, that's one thing that I do want to do is, is, you know, give hope to other people. You know, it doesn't matter where you start. And I think one of our guests, Mr. Jones, said, you know, just start. Action. Action is what you need. So I hope – to inspire people to action. And thank you so much, Jacqueline, for giving me that opportunity. And now we are, and oh, I want to let everybody know, if they want to speak to our guests, please, please, please feel free to call in to our 
Our phone line number is 646-716-7994, and you can speak with our guests. I'm going to introduce our guests now. Our first guest is the host of Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, Mr. Jay Jones. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hi, Faith. How are you this evening? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Thank you. And our next guest is the is the host of the No Cupcake Zone. It's where it ain't sweet. Now, Mr. Marcy <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> how are you? It's Johnson Marcy, and thank Johnson, you Marcy, so you know much what? for having me on. I thought it. I said <laughs> it's Johnson Marcy, but it's like it's kind of twisted. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for correcting me. I, I love, I love, oh, no. as we mentioned earlier, I love your guys' um, podcast um, episode together, and I want to build upon that because it was so informative. Your questions, um, Mr. Mr. Marcy, were so um, insightful, and it got to, you know, the heart of, of what um, Mr. Jones was, was meaning. So, you know, first Introduce yourself to the audience. Mr. Jones, will you start first, Jay Jones? Yeah. Um, I'm, hey, hey, before I start, hey, hey, Johnson, how are you, brother? I ain't talking to you. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, my, my name is Jay Jones. I'm a, a serial entrepreneur after I left corporate America. Um, I've owned over 16 businesses um, and county. I start a couple businesses probably every year in the last couple of years. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty transparent on my podcast, uh, Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. I tell you about my successes just as well as my failures because they all build upon each other. And um, I'm from Philadelphia, uh, married, two daughters, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm living the life. I'm, I'm in a good place. So, <laughs> and, and, and the purpose of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint podcast is really to share my story and also uh, story and wisdom from other entrepreneurs to help other people move further in their journey to entrepreneurship. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Johnson Martin, let us know what you are. You've got the smoothest voice, I've got to say. you. <laughs> very First smooth. of all, I want to say Thank you for having me on the show, Faith. Uh, I'm humbled. I'm very humbled. And you know what? I I don't even think I'm worthy of being on the show, but you know what? I'll appreciate the experience. But uh, my name is Johnson Marseille. You know, <laughs> I was born and raised in Florida. Um, you know, I'm a Florida boy uh, through and through. Um, I'm not a serial entrepreneur yet. I'm trying to convert the corporate, uh, let's just say the corporate wealth that I've uh, achieved over the, the last 10 years into entrepreneurial endeavors. So, you know, that's where I'm at right now. And I appreciate the look on the podcast, man. You know, a lot of people around me don't give me props like that. So I'm, I appreciate that, man. It makes me feel good. <laughs> no, no, you, you, I, we, I love that. Um, you know, I, as a podcaster, as an interviewer, I often, um, you know, study others' um, interview or podcast style, and, and you both have such great style. Um, one of the things that I really liked about um, you, Mr. Jones, uh, I listened to your seven. Call me steps. Jay, please. please. Jay, call me Jay. Yeah, please. Jay. We're, we're okay. family now. We're Jay. family. All right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about um, one of your, your podcasts, The Seven Steps, you went through all the, all the steps and you explained, and you were very transparent when you explained each step. You know, you talked about your family. You talked about, um, you know, your failures, some of the things that, that didn't go right, and, and that is encouraging to people and and. One of the things that I found, uh, especially on the heels of this uh, blog post that I was uh, that I wrote, um, was that transparency. I mean, almost to the point of 
being painful was really what people wanted. You know, the people were were moved by that. And, and so, you know, that is what I felt from you, you know, true transparency. So how, how have you, you know, been able to evolve to get to this point where you can be transparent and still feel, um, well, you know, vulnerable, but still, um, you know, share? Um, that's a great question, Faith. Um, I, I think truth is powerful. So you can you can have all the types of facades and whatever you want, but when everything is broken down and washed away, truth stands alone. So my truth is my transparency. And that's why I tell prospective entrepreneurs and current entrepreneurs that, hey, it's, it's going to be a difficult path, you know. And so I just felt the best way to, and I've always been like that, the best way to resonate with others is to actually just be myself. So when you hear me, you know, it's funny, people, when I talk to people off of the air, you know, they're like, oh, man, he's it's, it's the same guy. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's me. I'm the same dude. I'm just not on the podcast. I may use a couple of different words that I probably shouldn't be using, but, <laughs> but I'm the same guy. So, so in terms of transparency, I, I just think you just need to be yourself. And, and, and I'm going to talk about Johnson here real quick because with his podcast, when I listen to his podcast and knowing him outside of our podcast, I, I hear him. I mean, it's it's like, okay, I know, I know this guy. I've talked to him off of the air. And I think to be successful in anything, you need to be authentic. And that, that's really where it comes from, you know. Just be authentic. What do you, what do you yeah, say he's that, absolutely Johnson? right. Uh, when you talk to, to Jay and you listen to his podcast, it's the same guy. It's exactly the same. No facade. No, you know, no tricks or anything like that. No sales job. It's the same guy. And it comes and I think that's why his audience is so fanatical about like the information that he's given to everybody because they know it's real. It's coming from a real place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming from the best host in Southwest Florida. That's high high praise. (laughs) (laughs) My man. I was I was taking a a, a couple shots uh, at I was being petty because um, you know I when I started the podcast thing you know you know how they say like you'll be surprised of the people that support you like mm-hmm. you know your friends and your family members you think like they'll be the first person to support you and stuff and I was seeing my numbers and you know. I was getting no props or anything like that. Next thing you know, a bunch of people started doing podcasts and, you know, they just came out of nowhere. And I was just letting people know that I was the originator of the podcast <laughs> movement in Southwest mm-hmm. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. If you don't say it, no one will say it. You've got to put That's it right. out right. there. So, yeah. okay. I don't, I want don't to... get fed. That's right. Closed mouth don't get fed. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I want to kind of piggyback. I do want to piggyback off of your conversation from your last podcast. You were given such great nuggets of information, and I want to kind of unpack some of the um, points that you were were mentioning. I know that um, Johnson was talking about, um, you know, Alibaba and selling things. and Well, no, that was you, Jay, wasn't it? Talking about purchasing your, your wife had uh, the flat iron. Yeah. And uh-huh. you went on right. and you, you purchased that. Um, and, and then you resold it. You did a little bit of, of um, uh, uh, focus group study with your daughter and your wife. But, you know, these are the basic, um, the basic foundation of, entrepreneurship and so many people are really at this point where they're saying you know I only have a few hundred dollars to start you know and that's that's really pushing it but I want to get started you know can you unpack how you um, you know the thinking that you you put into you know one going to Alibaba or getting um, some products at a, a you know less lower price 
and then, you know, testing and then, you know, putting your own label on it. Can you give us some of that, some of your thinking and, and you know, some of the resources maybe that you have thought of or that you that you use? Yeah. Well, um, before Alibaba was even in existence, years ago, uh, I had been doing private label and ordering from China before, like, the Internet got got to where it is now. So private labeling, and if people aren't familiar with that, what that is is taking a product and putting your brand on it. You may make some modifications to the product, things of that nature, or you may not. So, um, But it's just putting your brand on it. So I had been doing that, importing from China for years. And so once the Internet came and it got, you know, real popular as it is now, you know, I, I tell people, I said, you don't, a lot of people make a, uh, a big to-do about, oh, what type of product should I pick? It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Look at the things that you use. So the example that you were just, you had just given faith with my wife with her flat iron, her flat iron broke. I know that that solves a problem for a lot of women, makes their hair look good. So I went on Alibaba. I found a similar flat iron, and I ordered uh, four flat irons from four different manufacturers, and I let my wife and my daughters try them for a couple of weeks, about close to about four to six weeks. And after that period of time, I said, okay, guys, which one do you like the best? And they all picked the same one. So it was just a matter of now contacting that manufacturer. Um, it's, it's a little deeper than this. I trademarked my brand name, created my packaging, and I was off to the races, but it was easy for me because I had been doing that type of stuff for years. But in in response to, you know, you said for a couple hundred dollars, what I tell people is you want to test products. I did a show a couple weeks ago about testing, and here's a real-life example of a product that I just finished testing. I was looking at a supplement, okay, a testosterone booster. So I said, all right, and normally I don't deal with supplements too much, but I said, all right, let, let, let me try this supplement. And so I had a couple people test it out, myself too, made a little bit of difference. I mean, I, I felt more energy and things like that. But instead of buying, you know, 500 units of this and relabeling it, what I did was I bought two bottles. I got my professional photographer to take a, a picture of it. I put it up on the Internet, not on Amazon. I, I drove traffic to a landing page, and it's really just a glorified sales page, and I wanted to see if I could sell the product. Once I sold a certain amount of bottles, then I'm like, okay, let me go and buy the stuff and have it packaged in the, under my brand. So I tell people, don't make it into rocket science. You want to test a product or service or whatever type of business that you have. You want to test it first. Then if you have proof of concept, then that's when you go through and start going through the steps. So were you split testing um, when you had the photographer? Did he take two separate pictures of two separate labels that were sold? Or was it the product itself that you were gauging the the test upon? So, um, for instance, right. were you saying that you had more orders for the product from, um, you know, product A than product B? How did you know the difference and and which test were you? What were you testing for? Okay, great question. In that particular case. What I do. What I do is I test, I wasn't split testing as of yet because I wanted to uh, uh, prove proof of concept. So when you have too many variables to start off, now you don't know which one you have to fix or alter or delete. So I start off with the bare bones. So when I did the, the, the testosterone booster, I just had one product. I had about four different photos, but it was of the same product. So I wanted to test that. Now, if the test didn't go well, what I would do is I would change, I may change the labeling, I may change the, the wording on, on the package, I may change the landing page information. So you don't want to start off with too many variables because you don't know what's, what's a plus for you and what's a negative. So the least amount of variables you can start off with, the better because now you can say, okay, this isn't working, let me change this. Test it again. Okay, it's still not working. Now let me change the ad copy okay, it's still not working, this product might not be a good product. You see what I mean? So that's mm -hmm. the way I do it. I, I hone in, focus on one product, and then I work 
with the variables based on that product before I, I start, you know, testing product A versus product B. So I just focus on one product. That's great information. I want to uh, take a, a break right now and, and let our audience know to call in. Our number is 646-716-7994. We have two amazing, very successful guests. Please call in with your questions, with your entrepreneurial questions, and, and get them answered from people who will be totally honest and upfront about the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is Faith McKinney and Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. Um, before we start, though, I want to ask um, Johnson Marcy. I know in that one particular um, episode that uh, you interviewed Jay Jones on, you mentioned also about Amazon FBA. Um, can you oh, expand absolutely. about that? What is that? What, are the, what does the FBA stand for and all of that? Uh, it's called Fulfillment by Amazon. And um, and I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, you know Jay's the OG, and he's going to give you the game <laughs> from the beginning to the end. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm saying? No, no shortcuts, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? A wealth of information. You know, but I was listening to a podcast, and sometimes the uh, people – don't want to take the path of least resistance. They overcomplicate things and they make it way too easy. Amazon is the platform that gives you all the information that you need. You got to understand there are online retailers and mm-hmm. they don't, they're not brick and mortar. So they need people to send in items and FBA, basically, they do all your fulfillment. They got an infrastructure already built. They got warehouses. They got, you know, marketing. They got that whole thing built up. All you have to do is send in in products, and you can vet the products, make sure that they're, you know, top sellers and stuff, and they handle everything for you. You, It's very easy. You can set up an account. Um, You know, they also have an app. And you can simply just go into retail stores, which I do is uh, retail arbitrage, and I can scan in an item. It'll tell me what the sales ranking is and also what is the cost. Um, you know what, and then you can see you can put in how much you pay for it, and it'll tell you how much profit that you're gonna make per item. And they handle okay, everything. Okay, hold on, hold on. What's, what's retail arbitrage? Can you explain that? Uh, arbitrage is basically like, you know, in stock market, you can buy a stock on one exchange and sell it on another exchange for a profit. That's the concept. It's like when you walk into Walmart, you have, um, you know, stuff on clearance, but, you know, mm-hmm. depending on where you at uh, in the country, it's, it could be regional stuff. You know, people look for items all over the world. You got to understand, Amazon has billions of people that have access to it. You know, just because it's a dollar in your neighborhood, it could be selling for twenty dollars on on the internet. Uh, and you know, everything is ranked by you know the need and the sale. So basically, you can find items that at very cheap at retail stores and sell them on Amazon for profit. And basically all you got to do is just find a product, you know, uh scan it, find out what the profit is, send it into Amazon. They handle all the fulfillment, all the returns, everything and you just collect the paycheck. It's really so, that easy. Are you say for instance, you're you're going to the store on a Sunday afternoon and you find mm-hmm. um you know, a, a little toy you send that right. toy to Amazon? That's what you do? Yeah. You send it to Amazon. You box it up. Um, I'll give you an example. During Christmas, man, um, I walked into CVS, and CVS was having a closeout on a bunch of Play-Doh. You know Play-Doh, mm-hmm. right? Right. And they had boxes and boxes of Play-Doh. I guess they just uh, closed them out or whatever. They were selling them for like a, a quarter a piece. I scanned them, and on Amazon, you could, you know, minus the fee, you 
can make like three or four dollars. So I took a couple hundred of them and sent and sent and send them in because they had a high sales ranking. They just, I mean, I sold them within two weeks and made a three dollar wow. profit for each one. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So okay, yeah. you, so both of you. Um, Gosh, you must have a system. You must be organized. Um, <laughs> and I know you, uh, Jay, you have multiple businesses. How do you organize your time around multiple businesses and um, your family as well? Okay. Um, that You know what? I, I always put, I have a hierarchy that I go by and, when I have employees, I, I want them to go by this too. And, and you don't have to, you know, worship the way I worship. But my thing is the hierarchy is always God, family, and then business. So that's my priority. So I, 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 I you know, take time for, for, you know, my worship. I take time for my family. And then I obviously take time for my business. But I'll give you a perfect example. On Sundays, I go to church on Sunday. Most Sundays, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. when I get home, that's that's my day of rest. I don't I don't even turn my phone on, my business phone on, and I'm 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 chilling. I'm relaxing. Saturdays, you know, and Sunday is a family time. And uh, one of the great benefits about um, the way I've structured my business is I'm I'm able to to share and do things with my family because I don't have to physically go into an office. So. You know, I pre, you know, I really, I really like that. So that that's the, the way I kind of structure it. And and in terms of organization, I'm pretty anal. So, and I've always been that way. So my thing is like I know what I'm going to do like tomorrow already. I I've known that since about six o'clock because I plan my day. So I have so many moving parts going on and, and projects and things I'm working on. Um, I just feel that I have to be organized in, in order to be successful. So um, I'm, I'm anal as I don't know what, but it works for me, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's how I kind of I kind of keep everything in, in place and in perspective because it, it's it's not about busy work. It's about being efficient, you know, with your time. And I'm I'm a big believer in that. Absolutely. Johnson, what does a day in the life of, of Johnson Marseille look like? Uh, right now, <laughs> it's early <laughs> morning. I got a 10-month uh, old and, um, you know, got to get up, you know, feed him and um, and, t- and knock out some of the chores that wifey has given me. Uh, I work <laughs> a corporate job, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I got to get to that Um you know, I go to work, strategize, and when I uh, leave work, uh, I try to get in, um, you know, make it a, a, a couple re- rounds of retail shops, uh, you know, mm-hmm. scan some items, um, you know, look for some sales and stuff like do some research and strategize for the weekend because weekend is like my big day of doing, um, you know, retail and scouting and everything like that. Um, you know, when I get home, just a regular Joe, man, uh, feed the kid, eat dinner and, um, you know, work on my podcast, you know, do some marketing and stuff like that and reach out to people. Um, I mean, my wife is, um, she's the organized person. So she's the one that helps me a lot. So I got to give her a lot of props. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, one of those, uh, those guys like, like Jay right there, you know, structured and stuff like that. So I need a little bit of help with that, <laughs> but I, I get through I feel it. You. I get through <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, and, and Jay, I remember you had mentioned that, um, you know, people who have a dream, have a vision about being an entrepreneur and they have a passion, but they want to quit their jobs. And, and just like uh, Johnson, you know, I work a, a corporate job as well um but you know for the people who really are wanting to be entrepreneurs but don't necessarily have the business developed enough but don't necessarily realize that they have the business they don't have the business developed what would you say to them um to help them to guide them towards life that you lead as far as um 
being entrepreneur, how how would they know that they are ready to quit their corporate jobs? Well, one of the things, and I say it a lot on the show, and the blueprint for each of us is going to be different because I don't know what your monthly nut is. I don't know what Johnson's monthly nut is. I know what mine is. I got to cover. But a lot of times, you know, I, I had a – I'm going to backtrack real quick. I had a conversation with my, my pastor years ago, and I asked him, I said, I said, Pastor, I said, why don't you think people, you know, live their purpose? And the answer that he gave me was because of debt. And I said, wow, mm. I said, that, that's pretty powerful. Now, if you think about it, you know, if we didn't have a lot of debt that we had to cover each month, that would allow us or free us up to really do what our purpose and our war and or our passion is. So the, the first thing you need to do is you got to it's, it's about the numbers, too. You have to sit down, figure out a budget. What's my monthly nut? What do I need? And I'm not just saying just to pay your bills because there's always incidentals. You need to have some savings and whatever. So if your nut is $5,000 a month, start your business, be whatever type of business it is on the side, be it e-commerce or, you know, uh, selling products or whatever on the weekends, network marketing, whatever it is, and try to build up to the point where now you're being able to take care of your nut or being you're close to it. Now, I will tell you this. It's when you have a full-time job, and I've, I've, I've done this, so I, I know it to be true for me anyway. When you have a full-time job, it is very hard to focus as much as you probably need to on a business because you have kids, you got family functions. I mean, it, it's a lot. So um, that's why I'm a big proponent of e-commerce, and, and Johnson was just talking about it. You know, with Amazon has the platform, all you have to do is, is put your products, you know, into the game, and now, you know, you can partake and benefit from the platform that's already created. So in terms of people trying to make that transition from employee to entrepreneur that aren't accustomed to, to not getting a check every week or every two weeks, it's about starting slowly. Now, with me, my, my nature is it's always been in me. And so I think God gives us the ability to become accustomed to things. And they can be good things sometimes, and they can be bad things. So I used an example on my, my podcast last week about when I was coming out in college and traveling, I was accustomed to staying at Red Roof Inn, and it was fine at the time. But as I got older and started making more money, I'm like, now I'm not staying in, you know, crazy $2,000 night hotels, but I like nice four or five star hotels if I'm traveling. So you can become accustomed to certain things and you can become accustomed to not receiving a paycheck on specific intervals. And really the only way you're going to be able to do that guys is by actually getting out there and doing it. There's no, there's nothing you can do to simulate that. So I tell people, don't just quit your job and say, you know what the hell with it? I can't stand my boss. I'm out. Use, use your head, have a plan. Sometimes there are people that, you know, that don't, there's so much, there's so much talent that we have in our community and all types of communities that hasn't been unleashed because they haven't taken the jump from where they are to where they really want to be. And that's one of my, my, my goals is to help people unleash themselves, you know, live your truth, live your purpose, live your passion. Because if you're not doing that, you know, and trust me, I've, I've been there. It's a big difference. When I used to wake up and go to a job that even if I liked the job, I knew there was something more for me by creating my own, uh, my own universe. You know, so when I go and watch my, my daughter play field hockey, I hadn't missed a game in three years, you know, in our high school career, home or away, summer league, AAU. I, I probably went to 100 games straight. I value that. So you have wow. to look and determine, you have to determine what you truly want because it's not easy. And it takes risk and it takes planning. But the only way you're going to get accustomed to that or being an entrepreneur is by actually taking action 
to move from point A to point B. Hopefully I answered it. I went a little around the block, but hopefully I answered it for you. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. You know, it, and, and you did say it's not easy and to, you know, for people who are considering quitting their job to become entrepreneurs, you know, have a plan, definitely. You know, I'm I'm always floored by the number of people that come to me and say that they have quit their job because they don't want to work for someone else and they want to uh, build their own business, but they haven't even started. And, right. you know, as, as you know, and I'm sure as Johnson knows, it is it takes years just to get off the ground. You know, even if you started, I know you, Jay, started when you were so young, um, you know, a young, young kid selling, um, but you started there. So if you're, if, wherever you start, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. One, it's going to be an internal shift, and then two, you've got to create the environment such that the, you know, you can start earning and, and building revenue. And, you know, there's lots of jumps in the road that you're going to have to navigate. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and gosh, had they told me it was going to be this difficult, I think I still would have done it. But, you know, just because it's, it's just something that drives me. And I think that's really what it takes as well, that motivation, that drive, that inspiration and enthusiasm um, of, you know, an entrepreneur. I guess that's the definition of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I want to just say something real quick, man. First of all, salute to the God, Jay. You know, you know, <laughs> dropping jewels always. Thanks, <laughs> hey, you know, but uh you know what? Sometimes a lot of people gotta um, gotta put things in perspective, and today I put things in perspective. Even though I'm not an entrepreneur on paper, um, I am an entrepreneur. I work. I mean, I work at a bank, and my primary job, you know, I'm a commission salesperson. So, you know, hey, I gotta work to eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And right. oh yeah. Yeah, and, and the jewels that I'm learning uh, all the time is about building relationship. Um, like, just in the last couple of days, I was able to broker um, two pretty significant deals through relationships. Now I know I have the confidence to where if, you know, they walk in and gave me my pink slip tomorrow – I could go out there and broker deals and make it happen. So it's not about having, you know, your own office and, you know, your name and the lights or whatever. It's about your purpose. You know, what are you really trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get some equity in the career that you have? Or are you just trying to collect a paycheck? I'm really trying to learn and build relationships because I know through those relationships and through the knowledge, it's going to be worth way more money that I've ever earned in my career. I could, you know what? I could go out there and be okay. You know, I just want to put that, put that. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so (laughs) glad you did because um, as if, you know, with my story, I've worked at, um, as a janitor for over 20 years, and I consider myself to be um, in your in your position, uh, Johnson. Um, as I worked as a janitor, I built my brand outside of working as a janitor, such that um, I've been able to um, interview. You know, have this, of course, be asked to host this podcast. But also um, interview celebrities and, and world leaders, and now I direct a television show. And because of my um, because of of my credibility and and uh, building up my image or brand, I have um, 
been <laughs> asked to be in a sales position at, at the Postal Service because that's where I've been working for the past um, almost 30 years. But they finally realized, hey, we have this person here who works here who has these relationships with all of these people. Maybe they could be, maybe she could be in sales. So I'll start a new sales position starting um, next in a couple of weeks. Um, it's not commissioned, thank God, but it is <laughs> a different position. <laughs> yeah, it's a different position, and, and, you know, I will need the skills that you have. And, you know, just knowing that sales is not easy for anyone um, and hearing you, you know, express that kind of gives me a little um, relief. You know, it makes me feel a little better, but I know my skills. I know my value, and they do too. So I'm really excited to be able to use my skills and get paid for it, even though, um, and I do feel as if I, as though I am an entrepreneur. So I guess there are different functions and different levels. Definitely, definitely. Well, one of the things I just want to add Real quick, and you had talked about uh, Johnson with with your job at at the at the bank. It's funny when I started my mortgage company, um, I took I yeah I used to dabble around. I was in the finance industry, but I never owned or sold a mortgage before. So one of the things that I did was I took a low paying job at a, a mortgage company, so I could learn the business for about a year before my buddy and I started our business. So I was like, okay, I know there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm, I'm learning on their dime, even though that probably on their penny, really, because I wasn't making hardly anything. But mm-hmm. I learned about the industry. So I, I tell people, I said, if you have a proficiency in in your current job or the industry that you're in, a lot of times that's a natural progression to move from from that into your own business. So um, wherever you are, leverage wherever you are, you know, learn whatever you can learn, you know, take the assets. And then if you, if you're serious about moving into your own thing, you know, take that and get as much information and, and, and assets as you can from your current position. Absolutely. You will get there. You will get there. No, I'm sorry, but you will get there. And I'm going to reference a, a conversation that I had with uh, one of my clients, and this is a pers- pretty wealthy person. Um, he, he told me 30 years ago he started washing cars. And, you know, 25 years later he was, um, you know, he had like 30 dealerships. Huh. And you know, and now he has like, you know, he's retired. He sold all those dealerships. Now he has like 20 dealer. I mean, 20 different business. Uh. It's every aspect of the game. He learned because he started at the bottom. Uh-huh. And a lot of people try to put the cart before the horse and you can't do that. I know a guru, you can go on YouTube right now. Some marketer, you can click on his ad, and he says in 30 days, you're going to, you know, be this entrepreneur, and you're going to make all this money selling all these ads, blah, 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 blah. Man, it takes at least 10 years to become an overnight success. So (laughs) there you go. Wherever you at, man, just be thankful for where you're at. And if you're doing something that you really enjoy and you have purpose, trust me, you're gonna get you're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. Well, we will let that be the last word. Um, I want to thank you, Jay Jones, for um, oh, your host of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. You can find your podcast where. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and even some podcast platforms I'd never heard of. I Googled it one day, and I'm like, ah, uh, I'm over here too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, check out check out Jay Jones' show, Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. It's amazing. And also Johnson Marseille, the best host in Southwest Florida. 
of No Cupcake Zone is where it ain't sweet. Where can we find yeah. your podcast? <laughs> you can find me on Stitcher. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, and a bunch of other places, like in Germany and all those places, just like uh, Jay just said, that my podcast just appeared. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. I truly appreciate your time. I hope our audience got some great nuggets and um, will we'll leverage what they learned and take it out and uh, use it in their own lives. I'm Faith McKinney, and I am the host of Block Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. Thank you so much, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, our producer. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and we will see you next time. Good night. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you, man. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.